and welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. I'm your aptly named host of your favorite hebdomadal podcast. Hey, this is show number 591. Only nine weeks to go for our 600th show. A uh, decent host would have told you last week when it was show number 590. And it was 10 weeks to go. Oh, I'm glad you're with me. I'd be forced to endure the pain of blepharopyorrhea if you inflamed me with the idea that you missed this week's show. Create your email welcome journey. You don't want to welcome new donors with only a single email, or worse, digital silence. Seize this unique opportunity to draw folks into your story validate their decision to support you, and turn them into loyal ambassadors. Patty Breach from The Purpose Collective helps you out. This is part of our coverage of the 2022 Nonprofit Technology Conference, hosted by N10. On Tony's Take 2, please share Redux. We're sponsored by Turn2 Communications, PR and content for nonprofits, your story is their mission. Turn-2.co And by Fourth Dimension Technologies. IT Infra in a Box. The Affordable Tech Solution for Nonprofits. Tony.ma slash 4D. Just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. Here is Create Your Email Welcome Journey. Welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio coverage of 22 NTC, the 2022 Nonprofit Technology Conference. My guest at this stage is Patty Breach, founder and CEO of The Purpose Collective. Patty, welcome to Nonprofit Radio. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm glad you are. My pleasure to have you. Your topic is very interesting to me, and I think it will be to our, uh, to our listeners as well. Don't follow donations with silence. Create an email welcome journey. All right. Uh, so there's the, uh, the the problem is clear. There's too much silence after. Uh, are we talking necessarily about a first donation, or is this any this is any donation should not be treated with silence? I guess right. Um, yeah, I would say any donation, especially um, not you don't want to follow the first one with silence. And I would extend this also to other actions. You know, if someone signs up to volunteer with your organization, if they join your email list, if they sign a petition, whatever, whatever actions you are asking people to take with your organization, um, if they do those actions and then you don't say anything at all. Um, that's a really big missed opportunity. Okay. Right. They've done, <laughs> they've, they've uh, followed your call to action and uh, you thank them with nothing. With yes, All right. Exactly. Uh, and your, and your, uh, your seminar description implores us twice <laughs> to do this right now, right now, exclamation mark. So, uh, all right. What? Let's first define an email welcome journey, and then we'll get into the details of uh, how you set this up. What? What? Yeah. What are we talking about first? Yeah, absolutely. So, email welcome journeys um, are a series of emails that are sent directly after someone takes an action with you, and they're usually triggered automatically. 
Um, they have a lot of other names. Sometimes they're called like a nurture series or a drip campaign. I prefer to call them email welcome journeys. Okay. Okay. What was the last one? Drip campaign? Is that? Yeah. A drip campaign okay. can be a little bit different, but sometimes it's, it's, we're talking about the same thing. Okay. And so th- you said a series. So this is not just a thank you. A thank you for whatever, signing the petition, making the gift, volunteering. It's more than just a thank you email. Yeah, exactly. It's a series. So um, research research shows that that window of time following someone's action with you is the time when they're most receptive to hearing from you. Um, and I say that window of time, it's, it's really like up to a month after, as close to immediately as possible and, and going out to about a month later. Um, that's sort of like a magic uh, window of opportunity. That long, though. I'm surprised that it's that long. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't I mean, want to take that. I'm not suggesting we take that long. Right. Don't wait, right. Don't wait till 29 days to thank your thank thank your new volunteer, but but it, they're they're still going to be uh, open to open to you to your messaging for that long. Yeah, and and I would I I would really emphasize that that as close to immediately as possible. So you know, right. if you can send one email right away, then another one maybe three days later, another one a week later. You can go up to a month if you have that much to say, but maybe you don't. Maybe your email series is just two or three messages sent in the first couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. But you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It, it lasts. Does it start to uh, decay over time? I would, I would think, but. Yeah. Yeah. It does All right. Okay. So yeah, we want to, we want to strike while the iron is hot. So to speak. Yeah. All right. So, um, since we're, we're talking about automated, presumably we're going to do this automated. It's 2022. Do you have any uh, resources that you can suggest to, to kick us off, uh, whether pay or free, that, that folks could uh, could look at? Yeah, I mean, most of the major email programs out there are going to offer some sort of automated okay. series. Mailchimp constant contact. Mailchimp. Constant contact has one. Yeah. Campaign Monitor has one. Um, mailer light. So I would just um, make sure that you're using an email program that offers that functionality. And if it doesn't, maybe consider switching to one that does. Yeah. If it doesn't, you're, it sounds like you're using one that was, uh, that was created in uh, like 1997 and it hasn't really <laughs> evolved you know, in the past 25 years. Mailer Light. I never heard of Mailer Light. I love the play on Miller Light. That's fabulous. <laughs> That's a fun one. Mailer Light. That is fun. All right. Um, okay. So, what should we be thinking about? We're going to create our journey. What, what, what do we What do we conceptualize before we start composing? Yeah. So, I love to um, think about like a, a real world situation, like like a restaurant. So, if you were to end up going to a new restaurant for the first time. Um, chances are there's some work that went into that decision on your behalf. Like, I don't know when the last time is that you went to a new restaurant, but can you think of a reason why you would be venturing out to try a new place? Yeah. Uh, it, it's newly opened or um, it's a, uh, it's a, a cuisine I don't get too often. Uh, yeah, I, live totally. in a small t- I live in a small beach town in North Carolina. So when, when an Italian restaurant opened a couple of towns away, which for us, a couple of towns is like 10 minute drive. Um, you know, I jumped on it. So I went to uh, Il Cino Italiano, the, uh, 
the Italian swan. Uh, yeah. So those are a couple couple reasons. Yeah, totally. So you you probably heard about it through word of mouth. Maybe you saw some advertisements. So all about of a sudden, it. I drove by it. I drove by it. Yes. Yeah. You might have been thinking about it for a while. Um, but the point is, you know, some something went into your decision to go there. You put some effort into it and you were excited to be there. And so mm-hmm. there's a couple of ways it could go once you get to this restaurant. All right. Like the first scenario would be, you know, you walk into this new Italian place and staff greets you with a smile. They're very happy that you're there. They offer to take your coat. They want to know if you want to sit inside or outside, if you've been there before. Um, just really generally make you feel very welcome. And that has the effect, I'm sure, of making you feel like you made a good decision. Like you, you're very validated. Like yeah, I'm, exactly. I, I knew I should have come here. This was great. Um, and a second scenario might be like the alternate of that could be that you walk in and you're kind of ignored. Like the staff seems really busy. You can hardly get their attention. And the effect of that is the opposite, right? Like you might begin to question, like, should I be here? Um, Are they closed for a private event tonight? Should I have made a reservation? Like, did I walk in the wrong door? You're just thinking like, you know, maybe I'm not welcome here. And so when we, all of us as, as human beings, we all want our decisions to be validated, right? We all want to, we all want to feel like I did a really good thing. I'm so happy about doing that. I'll probably do it again. Absolutely. Confirmation bias. Everything I do is, is correct. Yes. Right. Um, so when, as a nonprofit, when someone donates to you and you just send them an automatic receipt and that's it, they don't hear anything else from you, you're kind of being like that restaurant in the second scenario where someone has walked in with enthusiasm, ready to interact with you, and you're just like, I don't have time for you. Sorry. So welcome journeys are meant to be more like that first scenario where we're saying, we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for choosing us. You made a really good decision. You should make that decision again in the future. And um, it it really helps to turn people into lifelong supporters of your cause. Okay. Get them early. Uh, Helps us retain, of course. We know donor retention. Uh, now, Now we're focused specifically on donors. Donor retention is very poor. Yeah. First donor. time, first time donor, first time uh, donor retention. Very bad. Totally. It's, it's around 40 to 45% for the average nonprofit. So that I means, thought it was even higher. I thought it was like 70, 70 something percent. Uh, 40% retention, meaning 60% are not going to give again is the data that I have. Um, oh, 40% retention. Okay. Yes. I, I'm thinking of the, the loss of, right. All right. So yeah. Thank you. Thank so, you. We're data scientist that I data scientist <laughs> that I am. Uh, yes, I realize. All right, so so it's somewhere. All right, so the loss, the attrition is somewhere between sixty and seventy something. Yeah, all it's right. m- more than half of the people who donate to your organization. Right. That's, just, uh, uh, that's, that's abysmal. A bit, Amazon yeah. Amazon would 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 cringe at that. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, you probably put a lot of work into getting those donors. You know, like you're out there marketing your. Um, maybe paying for social media ads, you're doing really good work and just trying to raise awareness. And so once you've gotten them through your door, you should be doing everything in your power to keep them because it's expensive and it's time consuming to go out and find other donors. Might as well treat the donors you have like, like VIPs. Absolutely. All right. So what do we, what do we, again, so what do we start to think about before we start writing like what, how do you want us to organize our 
series, uh, our, our journey? Yeah, so I will just drop one more statistic in to say that these welcome journeys, they see really good open rates. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with average email open rates, but they're... No, go and, ahead and acquaint, acquaint, acquaint me, acquaint us. Average is around 20%, 25%. And open rate is, a, it's, it's a, um, you know, it's a statistic that's not the most reliable thing in the world. But on average, most email newsletters you send are going to see about 20 to 25% open rate, maybe 2 or 3% click rate. And on a welcome journey email, those numbers are going to be double or triple. I've seen yeah. this happen with so many organizations. So they're getting okay. open rates of 50%. They're seeing click rates that are 5, 10, 15%, which is huge. And it just goes to show that people want to get these messages and they want to hear from you and they, they work. They work really well. Okay. okay. Get us going. What are we, what, so what do you want us to think about? Okay. We, so today, if we were to build a donor journey, so yes, we're welcoming we someone who's made a donation. Um, I suggest that you write anywhere from three to five email messages. Okay. Um, and as we said, starting immediately and going up to four weeks later. Um, and the key here is to always provide something of value to your supporters um, because this is about them. This is not about you. So this is not your opportunity to say we're so great as an organization and we're really wonderful and look at all the ways that we're wonderful. This is the opportunity to say to the donor, you're so great. Look at all of the impact that has been made possible thanks to you and your support. It's time for a break. Turn to communications, content, content creation, content management, content exposure. Turn to, they can help you create content, write, write for whatever audience it, it you have to write for. Is it your board? Is it your donors? Is it all your supporters for the annual report? Is it a segment? Is it your employees? You got to write something internal, has to be done just right. Take it off your shoulders. The content management, where do you want all this content to live? They can help you organize it, curate it. And the exposure, if it's for public audiences, then you're going to want it out to the public. That may be blogs, that may be newspapers, whether it's op-ed or it's articles, uh, that may be conferences. Maybe it's podcasts, content. Do you need help with content? Turn to communications. Turn-to.co. Now back to create your email welcome journey. So how do we make sure we're, you know, we're, we're, we're varying the message with, with the same purpose, you know, three to five times over, over a month? Yeah, so my suggested structure for this, um, I like to start with um, a plain text gratitude message sent as close to immediately as possible. Um, sometimes because of the way your database might sync with your email program overnight, you can't do immediately. It might have to be like within 24 hours, which is fine. But I think a plain text gratitude message, ideally from the founder of your organization, the executive director, someone who whose name would be recognizable. Um, just basically saying, hey, 
I saw your donation come in. It means a lot to us. I really appreciate you. You're wonderful. You've just made all of this possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so grateful for you. Okay. Um, something okay, like that. Uh, before we, oh, go ahead. I want to, I want to extract everything from this very first message. Cause this is to me, this is the most important one. So go ahead. You continue. I'll remember my question. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that I think that plain text messages are really powerful in this day and age um, because all of us get a lot of corporate looking emails a lot of the time that are really polished. They've got a lot of photos and colored buttons and things in them and plain text feels personal. So there's, there's no images in it. There's no special formatting. It's just, it really feels like a real human being sat down and typed that message out to you. And so that's what we're going for on this first one is a really personal touch point. Okay. You anticipated my exact question, which is going to be why, (laughs) why plain text over formatting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we continue? Are we continuing that in our in our series or uh, um, the plain text? Or you still like to introduce some formatting after the first message? Yeah, formatting after the first message is is my recommendation for okay. for the way to go. But the first, um, but so the first one looks like it. The, the CEO really did, uh, or maybe a board member or some. You know, if if I guess if not a recognizable name, at least a prominent name. Like yeah. board, board chair or something like that. You know, it looks like they actually typed it out. Exactly. Yes. That's what we're going for. It came right from their, right, right from their email uh, app to, to you. Okay. okay. Yes. And okay. along those lines, to make it feel personal, we also want to make sure that you're writing in whatever tone feels right for, for that person, for your organization. Like, are you a young, fun, upbeat organization where you're going to use language that's like, you know, you rock, you crushed it, great job. Or is it going to be a little bit more um, heartfelt and and serious where, you know, this work is really hard, your support means a lot, like, thank you. Just try to find a tone that feels genuine to who you are as an organization right, for this. Right, you know. right. Okay. Consistent, right. You want to have a consistent tone across yeah. right all right all right so that's your that's your first one and it should go out as, as soon as possible but you're saying uh 24 hours might be necessary yeah seems, seems to me that first one really should be in the first 24 hours no or, yes or, exactly exactly in the first 24 okay. hours if you can do it within an hour or two of the donation even better right. so that's that's when someone's it's still on their mind um and so it's a really great time to get that gratitude message in okay Okay. Message number two. Message number two is going to be a story of impact. And I recommend sending this one about three days later. So when I say story of impact, I mean, tell a really great story about something, someone's life who has been changed as a result of your organization, um, an animal's life that's been changed, um, an environmental space that has been approved, whatever it is that you are doing, um, tell a great story that, that shows like, you know, a clear before and after here is the problem. Now, thanks to you and your support, we were able to provide this solution. Um, thank you for making this possible. You're wonderful. Just wanted to make sure you knew the impact that you're having in the world. 
how do you feel about uh, video for these? For this second one, if a short video or what? Yeah, video is tricky in email simply because you can you can't really get an email to play a video from within the email right. itself. Yeah, yeah. So you would be relying on someone to click on it to watch it in another window. And since email click rates tend to be pretty low, I mean, even even for a really good welcome journey, 15% click rate would be extremely high. So 15% of people would see the video. Um, it doesn't hurt to add it. I would just make sure that if they don't click on the video, the body of the email contains the same message that they would get from watching the video. Okay. Okay. The, your, your message should stand alone without the video. Yes, exactly. Because click rates are so low. Okay. Okay. Um, but you said, you know, we get visuals, photos. Yes. They're yeah. welcome, welcome here. Absolutely. Yeah. Photos can be really powerful when you're telling stories. Okay. Um, so I would, if, if it's possible to have a first person narrative for this email, I would really recommend that. So ah. like if there's a community member that you've worked with who could tell his or her own story in their own words, um, that kind of narrative is, is really powerful to us as human beings. It's, it's a lot easier for us to wrap our mind around the story of one person than it is to wrap our mind around a huge problem that spans many communities. But I know not all nonprofits work with people, so that's not always possible. Okay. All right. But all right. it could be a heartfelt story from a volunteer who, yeah. who saw something or facilitated something. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. You said, go ahead. Do you have more? Um, I was going to say, again, we want to use that you-focused language as much as possible. Thanks to you, this is possible. We really appreciate right. your support. We've been able to do this together with you. Um, so really making sure the donor sees themselves in the story, sees their role in what you're doing. Um, and the other thing I would add is I really recommend sending all of these messages at a, um, a sixth grade reading level. Mm. So um, I think sometimes in nonprofits, especially we tend to use a lot of big fancy words or jargon that only makes sense to us who are, you know, in the industry that we're in yeah. or we feel the need to like treat it like a, you know, a grant proposal where we're talking about infrastructure improvements and et cetera. I would just keep it really simple. Keep your language super simple. Um, no need for big words. Um, just write, right from the heart. So exactly. That's exactly what I was, I was thinking of gratitude, sincere, mm -hmm. sincerity from the heart. All right. Yeah. It's time for a break. Fourth Dimension Technologies. Their IT solution is IT Infra in a Box. It's budget-friendly. It's holistic. You pick what you need and leave the rest behind. It's like your IT buffet. You're going down the line with your tray. IT assessment. Oh, yes. I Definitely. Definitely want to have the IT assessment this time. Multi-factor authentication. Yes, I've been looking forward to that. Bring it on. Put it on the tray. Other security? Mm, uh, not, not, not tonight. Not tonight. Cost analysis. Yes, you can't go through without cost analysis. Help desk. I got to have. If I'm going through the buffet line, got to have help desk. 
And there's more to choose from on the buffet. So whatever you choose based on your situation, based on your budget, the IT buffet, <laughs> IT infra in a box. All right. Fourth dimension technologies, Tony.ma slash 4D, just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. Um, you said uh, three days after for the second message. Is that three days after the, the person took their action or three days from the first message? Three days from the action. From so the action. Okay. ideally that wouldn't be too far off from the first message either. If that first message right. is coming. Either. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Right. But in a worst case, it could have been four days. So I'm just, I want listeners yeah. to have as much, as, as much detail as possible. All right. Yes. Um, appreciate that. Yes, I'm picking your brain. You know, you've got the, you've got the wisdom, so you're here to share it, right? I hope. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're done. Otherwise, we're done. So, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you are you you are here for that. Okay, I I know, I know. Um, all right. Anything else on message number two? No, no, that's it. Okay, and then again, this is all automated, right? It's all set up. The, the first message goes as soon as you can. The second message goes three days after the action. This Definitely. is all set up in a in a workflow in your 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 email app. Yeah. And this is, this is not designed to create more work for your staff. You want to set it up once and forget it. So you want these messages to be as evergreen as possible. So you don't have to go in and update them all the time. Um, Ideally, you'd only want to update it maybe once a year um, and just know that it's, it's doing its thing. It's chugging along in the background. It's bringing supporters closer to you, closer to your cause um, all without you having to, to really do anything. Are you looking at, uh, I presume you are, but I'll ask, looking at reply rates to see if people respond to these emails? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the email. Some of them, that first plain text message does tend to see a lot of replies. Um, so yeah, that's that's a really good thing to track. Every right, audience- Because that's the one, it, it, looks per, it looks so personal. Yeah. You want to make sure, and you want to make sure it's set up to go back to a person. Yes. Don't send yeah. a, a don't send it from a do not reply address. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should ever send any message from a do not reply address. You always okay. want your supporters to be able to talk to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, a, a quick note on that plain text one. If you're, uh, let's say, it's coming from your executive director, and your executive director is a person who gets way too many emails and can't respond to all of them, I would just make sure that you have some sort of system set up so that someone can um, help. His or him or her deal with that influx of messages so that everyone's getting a response to their response and it feels like a real conversation. Right, right, right. I mean, that's easy to set up. You can set it up uh, with a rule based on the subject. Absolutely. You're, con- you're controlling the subject. When they reply, the, those those emails get you know forwarded or they go to a mailbox that somebody else can answer or something like that. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't don't send a personal looking email and then person replies to it and then you don't reply back yeah. you blew the whole, <laughs> antithetical exactly. to the whole purpose of the first email <laughs> all right yeah all right uh so we're through our first two are we on to our third message now yes message number three so this is gonna come about um a week after the donation um and this one we recommend doing some sort of request for your donor to take an action with you. And it's really important that we are not asking them to donate again. That's not what we're doing. We're, we're inviting them to do something else. Like maybe 
um, attend an event. If you have events that you mm-hmm. put on, maybe you want to, sh- you want them to share a post on social media for you, or you want them to sign a petition or maybe fill out a survey so you can learn more about them. Something where you're saying, Hey, will you please engage with us? We want to get to know you better. We want to be better friends with you. We want you to be in our inner circle with us. Here's an opportunity for you to do that. Okay, interesting. So just this third message, it's not too soon to ask for something more, but not a donation. I know yeah. it's, not, it's not a donation, but it's take some other step with us. Do something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a way to, right, it's not to too soon. build on the engagement that, okay. that you already have. Um, I don't think it's too soon, but again, every audience is different. So you might set this up and you might see that you're not getting a lot of um, engagement on this email and then it's not a good fit for your audience. So try something different then in that case. What kind of, what what kind of uh, action rate should we be looking for? So you, you would want to look at your open rates and your click rates, especially click rates for this email. And you'd want to compare them to the other emails in this series. And so if you see that they're right about, if all the emails in these series are seeing a 50% open rate, this one is two and maybe a little bit higher click rate because you're actually asking them to click on something as opposed to the plain text email, there's probably nothing for them to click on in that one. Um, That's where you want to be about the same open rates, a little bit higher click rates. If you're seeing a lower open rate, a lower click rate, then maybe try putting different content into this email, see if it performs better. Okay. Okay. But the idea is someone who donated to you is pretty fired up about you. And so they're probably a really good candidate for your event. They might really be interested in attending that. Or if you are looking for volunteers, you know, your donors might be a really, really good target audience to say, hey, do you know we have these volunteer opportunities? We'd love to meet you in person. We'd love for you to get more involved. If that's something that interests you, here's a link. Survey is an interesting idea, too. You know, what, what, what motivates you about our work? Uh, yeah. How do you like to be communicated with? You prefer email? You want to share, you know, do you want to get our text chains if, 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 if we have that, you know, et cetera, right? Yeah, totally. And all of us, it's kind of human nature. We love to talk about ourselves. And a survey can be an opportunity to do that, you know, like tell us about you, what, what draws you to our work. Um, if, if you can ask a more specific question, like if you're um, an animal rescue organization, you could say like, do you have a pet at home? Who are they? What's their name? You know, just, just really making it seem like, like we care about you. We see you and we want to know you better. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, then, then you just know what to send them and what not to send and what kind of pictures to send and what not to send. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. and that, that feels nice on the donor's end to be like, oh, they care. They want to know about my cat. It's time for Tony's Take Two. Who can you share nonprofit radio with? It's the Redux. I asked you this last week. This week, I beseech you. Who can you share nonprofit radio with? Find folks. Is it board members? Is it your friends who work at other nonprofits? Your colleagues in your existing, in your nonprofit. Does it sound so stilted? Your existing nonprofit. The place where you work. Is it other people who, in the place where you work? Who can you share nonprofit radio with? I would be grateful. I'd like to have more folks benefiting, learning from nonprofit radio. You are 
Why not let others? Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Share Nonprofit Radio. Thank you. Whoever you can share with, I'd be grateful. Send them a link. Connect us on LinkedIn. Send them to TonyMartinetti.com. Share a show. Thank you. Thanks very much. That is Tony's Take Two. We've got Buku, but loads more time for Create Your Email Welcome Journey with Patty Breach. All right, so we've got these three messages uh, within a week, right? The third one you said, I believe, was it within a week of the action? Yes. Yeah. Did I get that so, right? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Three messages in a week, even though we have 30 days, you want it, you want it all in a week. Yeah. And again, this is, this is something to try out with your audience. So maybe you space them out a little bit more. Maybe it's plain text immediately. You wait three or four days before you tell the story of impact. And then you wait six or seven days before you request them to take an action with you. It all depends on your audience. I think um, it's better to send them a little bit sooner to the donation date. Um, just because you don't want someone, you don't want the, the trail to go cold, so to speak. And for someone to get an email three weeks later and be a little confused, like, why are you asking me for this? And for them to not even remember that they made a donation with you. Okay. Okay. Um, now, earlier on, you had said three to five. What would you, what would you do if you were going to... So, so the three is the... You got to do at least three. That's my recommendation. Yep. At least three. What would you do if you were going to... If you wanted to carry it on to four or five? What, what, what would those... What might those look like? Yeah. So email number four would be another storytelling email. And this would be two weeks after the donation. So one full week between the email before yes. prior to this. Okay. Um, and this is pretty similar to the other storytelling email that we sent. Like if you can tell a first person narrative, great. We still want to stir up people's emotions, make them feel like they, they played a really important work, role in your work. Um, they're changing the world. You know, we still want to keep that you focus language in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why we recommend having another story of impact email. Um, for one, we as human beings, our, our brains are just wired to interpret the world through story. We love stories. Um, so hearing a story is really impactful for us. And also stories are really good at stirring up emotions and emotions are such an important part of what you do. Um, they drive all of our decisions as humans. And so if you can make people feel more emotions, more positive emotions about their donation, about your work, um, it's going to, it's going to really help you in the long run. Okay. Anything else about uh, the optional number four? Um, I would just say, if you are setting up a journey with only three emails, um, this one could, you could swap this one for email number three, if you want. So you could have one gratitude message and two storytelling emails and be done with it. If you feel like you don't have a survey set up or you don't have events to invite people to, or that just feels too confusing to think about right now. Okay. Okay. Well, another, another step could be a petition. If you're, if, if you're doing advocacy work, right. Sign a petition message number three. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and what about number five? If we, if we're going to go all the way. Yeah. What, so email number, we, email number yeah. five, this is when we're going to make a request that they become a monthly donor. And ideally this is going to come um, right around the one month mark from their donation. 
So about a couple of weeks after the previous message. And the key with this message is that you want to start it off by saying, by acknowledging their previous donation. So you want to start off by saying, we know who you are. We're still thinking about that donation that you made a month ago. We're still really grateful for you. Um, In fact, we were thinking you might be a good fit for our monthly recurring program because we know how much you love our cause, whatever that might be. Excellent. Okay. So you're not making the mistake of, you know, we don't want anyone to feel like we're asking for money when they just give us money. And like, it's like, are you even keeping track of what I'm doing for you? So you want to start off first sentence of that email. If you can, you know, last month you made a generous decision. We're still thinking about how great you are. Here's an invitation to join our monthly program. What kind of conversion rate would we uh, aspire to? Um, this, in my experience, the conversion rate on these, this particular email is going to be, um, on the lower side, but pretty steady. So I would say maybe 5% of your donors are going to choose to become monthly donors, which is great. Monthly donors have so much value to an organization, as you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 5% is very good. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, should we should we bother if we wanted to go if we want to go more? Are we are we then doing too much if we go like six or seven messages in thirty days? Is that too much? I think that's probably too much. Again, every right. audience is different. Um, I think this this is a good five emails is a good number that feels like um, you haven't really worn out your welcome with them. You've capitalized on their enthusiasm and sort of kept them, kept them going, kept drawing them further into what you're doing. Um, and at this point, I would say now you can put them just into your regular email newsletter schedule. Um, that is another thing that I would recommend is while someone is in a journey, I recommend making sure they're not getting any other email communications from you. They're just getting the journey. Mm, okay. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to contaminate. Right. Or overload their their welcome journey or overload them. Okay. Yeah. Or accidentally send them a solicitation email when they just donated to you three days before. You don't want to do that. Yes. Yes. Uh, Is it a mistake? If we're only going to do three, is it a mistake to uh, ask for monthly giving in message number three? Is that too, too soon? That feels a little soon to me. I would say if you want to ask for monthly giving, um, Maybe do it as a 30 mil, but give it a little bit more time between the second and the 30 mils. Oh, you maybe could. Okay. And you can test these things too. Well, you'd have yeah. to, you have to have a decent number of people to, to test. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So that's a possibility. You could ask for the monthly giving in the third email, but wait longer. Yes. All right. Yep. But why take the lazy way? Why not just do five? <laughs> do the, do the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the preferred breach method would be the, <laughs> the full series of five, right? Yes, absolutely. That's okay. what I recommend. Okay. I also want to say um, you want to make sure that your the way that you're segmenting people into this journey is really important. Um, you don't want to ask a monthly donor to become a monthly donor. 
So you want to make sure that you can filter out any monthly donors from receiving that specific email. I, okay. In a perfect world, I think every nonprofit organization would have many journeys set up. So you'd have a journey for a new one-time donor, a returning one-time donor, a monthly donor, things that are just very specific to what it, what that action was that that person took with you mm-hmm. um, and have, have segmentation that matches those um, parameters. Okay. If you're uh, journeying with a, a new monthly donor, what might the fifth message uh, solicit for? Could it be for an, uh, an outright one-time gift or... Is, is that a mistake or, or what might that fifth one look like solicitation wise? Yeah, good question. So um, the monthly donor journeys that we set up are shorter. They're usually only about three messages and there's no ask as any, any part of those three, because um, this person is giving at the level that we want them to give it. There's, there's really not much else that, we want them to do. If we did want them to make another one-time donation, we probably want to save that for a special occasion, like the holiday giving season, or if you have a capital campaign coming up. Um, so we really just want to have that journey be focused on gratitude. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, what were the questions like in your, in your session? Do you remember some of the, 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 the I don't know, the most valuable questions? Um, yeah. So I had a lot of questions about, um, you know, how, how do you get buy-in from your, your team to do this? You know, how, like there was one organization that said, um, they, they wanted to have every email in the welcome journey should be asking for a donation because it was sort of like their policy that every email has an ask. Um, which is not something, not a, not a strategy that I agree with. Right. Um, but yeah, getting, I mean, it can be a lot to set, set these That's up. That's a breach. That's a breach of the breach methodology. <laughs> All right. Nice. Okay. So what, so how, what do you say to that person? How do you get this? How, how do you get your uh, leadership to uh, consent to deviating from the, the, the policy? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would want to share the um, marketing rule of seven, which I think you've probably heard of before. That I it have, takes. Go, yeah, you can remind us. Go ahead. Seven, seven different marketing touch points before a conversion happens. So, um, I think it's really important that your donors are hearing from you in ways that do not involve you asking them for money. So you have all those touch points. Um, sort of building up and, and helping you out so that when you do make an ask later down the road, they're ready for it because you've had all these non-ask touch points leading mm-hmm. up to it. Okay. We don't want to produce donor fatigue where they just think, oh, I only ever hear from these people and they want money from me. Yeah. All right. But clearly that uh, organization does not adhere to the, to the seven, to the seven uh, touch points principle. Mm-hmm. They're, well, they're doing seven touch points, but every one of them is a solicitation. They've right. they've perverted they've perverted the whole seven touch points principle. All right, all right. What would you like to leave us with around email journeys? Um, I guess. Oh my gosh, there's so much I could say on this. I guess I I would want to say that 
we love setting these up. We love helping organizations with them. So if anyone has more questions about how to do this or how to do it specifically with, with their system, their database, their email program, um, we'd love to, to talk it through. Um, on our website, we have um, some free resources around email welcome journeys. You can also sign up for an hour with us, free office hours that we have every week. It's not a sales consultation. You just get advice for an hour. Um, we'd love to see more nonprofits doing this. So however we can help make that happen, um, let us know. We want to be a part of it. Okay. Uh, I ask for inspiration. I get a sales pitch. Okay. I understand. No. <laughs> Where is the, uh, where's the Purpose Collective website? Um, it's the-purpose-collective.com. Okay. The and for, dash, sorry? Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to repeat it for folks. The-purpose-collective.com. Yes. Okay. And for inspiration. <laughs> okay. What, since I, yeah, since <laughs> I embarrassed you with, no, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Um, what I will say is that not a lot of organizations are doing this. Yes. Um, nonprofits and for profits alike, but it's so effective. And so, if you can set this up for your organization, even if it's just three emails, um, it's it's really going to make you stand apart from the rest. Like so many other things, like like handwritten notes and. Personalized exactly. short videos, things like that, that nobody else is doing them. These great ideas are out there. You can stand out, uh, but you got to do them in order to, yes. to, 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 to stand out. All right. Excellent. Patty Breach, thank you very much. Thank you. This is my fun. pleasure again. Founder and CEO, The Purpose Collective. And thank you for being with Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio coverage of the 2022 Nonprofit Technology Conference. Next week, more from 22NTC. If you missed any part of this week's show, I beseech you. That's two beseeches, one show. Find it at TonyMartinetti.com. We're sponsored by Turn2 Communications, PR and content for nonprofits. Your story is their mission. Turn-2.co. And by Fourth Dimension Technologies. IT Infra in a Box the affordable tech solution for nonprofits. Tony.ma slash 4D. Just like 3D, but they go one dimension deeper. Our creative producer is Claire Meyerhoff. The show's social media is by Susan Chavez. Mark Silverman is our web guy. And this music is by Scott Stein. Thank you for that affirmation, Scotty. Be with me next week for Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Go out and be great.